Welcome back to A Dude in the Hen House. I am the dude looking into the camera. The dude. You are the hen and I can't see you. Hello. I can't see you. So today we have a hen house exclusive. It's a hen house exclusive. And this is a no sex talk episode. Yes. This no, is no sex request. Or otherwise known as only Mel will be talking and Fred will be nodding. And that'll make it a no sex talk. <laughs> you, th- you think I can go a full hour? Um, I, I think I, you would. Uh, no, it's tough. <laughs> it is tough when we get onto a subject of, you know, obviously we talk about relationships. We talk about dating. We talk about that. And to me, all that has to do with sex. Of anyway, so it automatically comes up. But I've got so many other things to talk about that. You know, we could start with internet, t- internet trolls, because I'm sure you've dealt with internet okay, trolls. So I want to start this by saying I was questioned why. And I, I'm sure everybody wants to know this. Somebody asked, why does Fred not look at the camera or look back at me? So. Okay, so I could tell you, I could tell you, and I already told you in private, but I could tell the audience that a lot of the reason has to do with right now I'm looking at the camera. Okay. And I'm talking to you and everything like that. It's completely uncomfortable for me. It feels like I'm staring at a wall. I can't see Mel because I have three screens, one up high above me, which is a 60 inch screen. That's off right now. I've got a a 32 inch screen to my left where Mel is right now and a 32 inch screen to my right where my script or notes or anything I want to say. So often you'll see me look this way and that's me reading the script while Mel is usually talking. If I'm looking this way, I'm paying attention to Mel as she's speaking. Now I could do this and I could sit there like this and look at it. But it's also part vanity. One, I don't feel like you're watching the show to watch me anyway. Who gives a shit? You're the you're the pretty one here. I'm just the smart one and the talent. You're the pretty one. Well, I do bring the glam, but I'm also the smart one. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll let you run with that. But a lot of it's confidence, too. I also have a lazy left eye. So that's always been my go-to. Even if I meet you in person, I tend not to be looking at you directly. You know, it's not always, it's probably better at this time in the morning that we're shooting because I'm well-rested. As the day moves on and on, or if I'm on the screen a lot writing and stuff, the eye moves slightly to the left and moves to the left. Sometimes it can completely disappear. I don't feel it. I don't feel it happening. I could, if I concentrated on it, I could physically see both screens at once while I'm looking forward. I could look at this screen and still see you if I'm paying attention. But because I've had the lazy eye most of my life, I've relearned everything, how to how to read a book. I used to struggle as a kid reading books because... I thought I was looking at this page, but this eye was seeing the other page oh. and it was entering into my brain 
I was, wait, that makes no sense. That's because I was reading this sentence and then reading this sentence and it made no sense. Now I'm trained. I am trainable. See? Yay. Well, so thank you for explaining to us, Brad, and you stay looking wherever the heck you want. I'm fine with it. Doesn't bother me. Hey, listen, I have my resting bitch face. It is what it is. We can't always fix everything. Yeah, that's true. You do have that resting bitch face. And I'm being very conscious not to talk about sex, but let's start with Internet trolls, because I it's just something that's bugged me lately. One thing I can't stand is watching people like usually on Facebook, Facebook, not so much Instagram. I'm sure it happens on all the social media platforms. Of course. One of you girls posts up maybe a provocative picture of you, you know, um, you know, whether laying out at the pool or something, there's always some creepy motherfucker that has to write like, Hey, hot chick, you know, I'm that it irks the living shit out of me because like, uh, I saw this message, Hey, hot girl, you make me wild. I want to do things to you. And I'm thinking, Oh, barely even knows or may not know at all, but, when does that work? It doesn't. When does that work? I like, we need to go get dinner soon. Stuff like that. It just irks the shit out of it. Even happy birthdays. Yeah. I, I rarely, rarely publicly say happy birthday to someone. Publicly. If I see on the list that it's their birthday. Yeah. I don't want to be lumped in with the list of people. I'll send them a private message. Oh, okay. I'll private message them saying happy birthday. Have a great day. You know, something like that. If it's a child of mine or uh, somebody younger than they need the, they need that in their life, the numbers game and stuff like that. So, but well, uh, there I, are a lot of trolls out there and especially I do. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure women do the same thing to men because um, I've seen it on other people's pages and they're like, oh, hey, hot stuff. A guy will post a picture of himself. Oh, you're so sexy. You're hot. But it must work because it's women doing it. It's different. I, I don't get tired of that, though, because it's so rare on my page. <laughs> it's so rare to get a Sometimes compliment. It is like it's one thing if you know the people and they're saying something and you know it's not coming from a creeper creeper place. But I mean, I've even had people send private messages to me after I've posted a picture and I need to see you or I, I want to get to know you. Or like you said, hey, hot stuff, you make me blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's fucking, none of it's got so much ick factor connected to it in desperation, oh, okay. the Ooh. desperation factor. Now, sometimes you guys are thirst trapping anyway. You're posting it to I'm get sorry, what thirst trapping. Yeah, you're posting. Fred, for those of us who don't know what a thirst trap is. Well, a thirst trap would be you posting a picture so you could get those compliments. You know, you're trapping people with your thirsty sexiness. And that's not talking about sex and sexiness. Okay. But it's a thirst trap. That's what you're doing. You're you're baiting them in. Every time some of us post pictures of ourselves or we update our profile page that we are thirsty trapping no sometimes i mean i don't know i'm not in your head to see where you're thinking at that point but there's nothing wrong with looking for um attention either to a point 
but we all know these girls that um, we've talked about our um, TGIF people yes, and yes. stuff like that. It, it, that is all thirsty attention. Yes. They just need somebody to say, look at me, well, look plus, at me. Plus, we happen to know some of the TGIFers and we know what they're like, their attention. Yeah, we know the real, we know the real them, the real them. Yeah, they were like that forever. So, yeah. Okay. I will say this, and since we're both on the same page and it doesn't reveal anything, <laughs> the girl I date now mm -hmm. is also connected to the person we're speaking of yeah. from a from a employment um going back years and years ago and she told me a story the other night that this person knowing that she had friends connected to her she didn't know her prior didn't know her when we knew her and stuff right right told her she was 39 years old when she was already in her late 40s ah. <laughs> knowing Can't believe her Knowing that it was that person that we're talking about doesn't listen to our show. I know that for a fact, but the funny thing that I dealt with, I once wished this person happy 50th birthday mm. and they deleted me, <laughs> and <blocked> me <laughs> and then said they were only 49. So I started doing the math and I'm going, no, if, you're not. If you were 49 and I'm 53, <laughs> and we were both in seventh grade together hmm. something is either you're real slow <laughs> or i'm 21 <laughs> and i'm in fifth grade <laughs> i don't know i don't know but it's just all in good fun i actually like the person we're speaking of it's not it's just the way they go about their things so That's yeah the, the thirst traps the thirst traps so we talked about why I don't look at camera. We talked about the no sex episode. We yeah. talked about, we didn't talk about Ralph Macchio being 62 years old today. Oh, he is? 62, well, that fucking karate kid. That fucking man child. You know, I, I kissed my first girl at the karate kid movie. Cool. Well, kind of be, beyond the babysitter touching me All right. really. well, 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 well. <laughs> my first my first kiss that I made a move on I remember it so vividly it was actually where um Stonebridge is now it used to be the, cap yes. the, capital, the capital theater, theater. yes it was at the Capitol theater and um I could say her first name was Leslie I could tell you that and I'm actually friends yes. I'm actually friends with her so um still and we you know she's a lovely person you don't know her yes i do no you don't you don't yes, i do you don't know which one yes yeah. i do we'll talk about it after the show but yeah so i remember it was during the crane kick part and i like got the nerve finally to put my arm around her and part of the movie and you blew it by kissing her well i don't know i would argue the kiss was the best part but <laughs> how do you know it was for her well, I didn't say for her. I said for me. <laughs> that's like saying, to, you know, that's like a guy asking if you came. It, it just doesn't matter. I did. Uh, reverting. I could revert. I could revert. That's not talking about sex. That's you an couldn't do it. You actually couldn't do it. You couldn't <laughs> even make it 10 minutes into the show. It's an analogy. It's I used an analogy. And money because I would have won. I knew I would. I knew you couldn't make it. 
I, it's an analogy I have to use. It's an analogy. So also we could. So he's sixty-two today. He looks like he's about twenty-two at times. Don't I mean, go that far, but okay. He looks good for his age. Yeah, it's not so much looking good. It's just he's very youthful. And um, um, in New York. What's that? He lives in New York. He yeah, lives- he's still in Long Island. No, he he well. He also has a place in, um, oh my God, why can't I think of the name of it? Where Americade is, the bike event. Oh my God. See, you don't, you mean like upstate New York? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, George. Yeah, a lot of of these guys do, Kevin Bacon and stuff. We're in that area of Connecticut on the New York border up north there and stuff. A lot of actors and stuff. But also we could talk about... um, Matthew Perry dying. Oh, that's something. Oh my God. I've been watching Friends. Well, I watch Friends all the time, anyways, because I just freaking love, I always loved what that. A dumb show. Oh my dumb God. Show, you had six best friends, three boys, three girls, two are siblings, and it is just cool. It would have been better. I see. I can't talk about that. See, no sex conversations. It doesn't matter about the sex. It was about friendship. And, and it was all bullshit. It's all written. All that bullshit. But regardless, I liked him. Good, funny show. I liked him in um, the whole nine yards. Yep. The what was the next one? The second part of whole nine yards, the whole 10 yards. Yep. I think. And the one with Selma Hayek. Yeah, that was decent. It was a little long-winded and went a little... Yeah, but cute. But a nice, meet cute, little romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah. But this guy suffered greatly because, once again, he's one of these people that would you trade places with him, even though he's got all this money. All he did was live in a castle alone. He couldn't keep a relationship together. All because of drugs, alcohol, and not being able to repair himself. But his new book, I read his book. It's okay. It's not the greatest biography or memoir ever written. It has great points. And he's very good at writing about men's health, men's mental health, men's need to do this and stuff. That's right. What I never knew that I learned out of this, and I don't know how I didn't, I didn't know his stepfather was Keith Morrison. His stepfather is Keith Morrison from the Nightline or Dateline. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that, I'm trying to think who Keith Morrison is. I'm thinking one. Uh, he's that white-haired elderly man who, yeah. like, he'll look oh, into the camera and he'll be like. This is a story about a crime that occurred a long time ago in Phoenix, Arizona. Happened in 1962. Lovely young couple just starting in life, out on their date in a 1959 Chevrolet with those sweeping tail fans. They wound up dead. And then they lived happily ever after. Or did they? Ah, yeah. yes. That's his stepfather of 35 years. 35. Yeah. Yeah, because they actually buried him. His family. I really do. So... They didn't say, but do you think it was because he was back on drugs again? No, they, well. He drowned, I know. It depends what you say. But um, listen, he was on medication, prescription pills. We know that. Um, But that's not abusive or anything. 
But to me, just from my experience with the other show I do the with um, Scott H. Silverman, the happy hour about addiction, recovery and stuff, I've yeah. learned a lot about fentanyl. And this has all the to me, it, it feels like a fentanyl issue, like whatever he did take. And it could have been legit and laced with fentanyl because fentanyl will make you go out. It, it seems he didn't technically drown. It seems he died, then went under the water. And that all matters when they do the autopsy and see if the if the water's in his lungs or not. Right. Right. If he's breathing in, he died due to the water. If there's no water in the lungs. He was dead prior. Right. And I think he was dead prior, but I'm not privy to the paperwork and stuff. But whenever somebody has addiction issues um we've dealt with it with people that we've lost and we assume or judge it's human nature it's all human nature it's not usually malicious but it's sad that we will we will go into it say um so and so sally sally died and we're like oh well you know she had a drug problem uh, you know and stuff we seem to be a little dismissive like her life didn't matter disposable or that mattered less but you also know when somebody is doing drugs they're not getting help they're not getting better you know the trajectory is is not going to be a positive outcome yeah there's not many positives to beyond um keith richards from rolling stones there's not many positives okay i am convinced that man is pickled and he is 189 years old there's a lot of there's a lot of people that, you know, I know that are into the health fitness stuff that are now dead. You know, people that were in incredible shape and took care of their bodies and died of just something, you know, and you're like, well, here I am smoking cigarettes and drinking rum out of a bottle and I'm fine. You it know. All depends. I met a lovely woman last night who is. 76 years old and i gotta tell you she has a 56 year old daughter they're both these women look like supermodels okay where were you you that you're meeting 76 year olds i was in your neck of the woods and so i went to go see a band that i love and i'm friends with the people in the band and the, the wives of the people in the band and stuff so we all go hang out and dance and have a good time. It's an older. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you where I think you were, because there's one place I avoid, because whenever I walk in okay. there, whenever I walk in there, I bring the I'm 54 and I bring the average age down to about 72. <laughs> I'm going to say you were at the. Because what a dive of a piece of shit place that is. No, I disagree. First of all, it it was so packed you couldn't even move, which is crazy. And yes, I did bring the young, the youth. (laughs) But we had such a great time. But this uh, to go back to this woman and I, I see her out often and we say hello. She is amazing i have seen she's always wearing stilettos she's 76 years old she's got the body of a 25 year old woman what are are stilettos Stilettos are extremely high heels skinny high heels okay okay the kind that 
kink for kink and stuff like that, like in those pictures. I mean, a, a stiletto can be anything from like a three inch heel to a 10 inch heel. And yeah, they can I think on a, on a side note, I think I could walk in heels. I, I think we may have to videotape that and have a competition. I think I could be a good drag queen. I will wear the highest heels I own and you wear a pair of high heels and we will have a walking contest. What size foot are you? I'm only a size six. Yeah, I'm not going to fit in your heels. Oh, we'll have to get you shoes. What size are you? Like 10, 10 and a half. Right, we'll find shoes and we're going to, I'm going to come to the studio and we're going to have a walking contest. Can they be pink? If you'd like, I'd love to get you a pair of pink high heels. I'll paint them. I I'll, use- wear le- I'll wear leopard. How about that? That's another side note. And it was right next to <laughs> I used to paint shoes. Cool. My mother-in-law owned a bridal shop. Oh, really? Yeah, for a long, long time. And I, ex-mother-in-law, I should say. Um, and I used to go in and do the shoes to match the dresses. Yeah, the dyes. The dyes. I would dye all the shoes. Oh, that's cool. And stuff. Can yeah. I finish talking about this lady? Yeah, you might as well, since you're... I mean, people oh. want to hear the story about okay. this beautiful woman who is 76 years old, who is stunningly gorgeous her daughter is 56 and stunningly gorgeous and they both look like they're 25 they look like sisters and they look like they're 25 the most beautiful skin this woman does not have a freaking wrinkle on her face no fakeness i mean are they fake nothing Nothing. no and she had no she's not fake at all she works out like a fiend four to five days a week she does crossfit because her son uh is into CrossFit and makes her do that. Um, she has had two, two brain aneurysms that they said her life expectancy was non-existent and she survived twice. She had a massive heart attack when she turned 50. And because she was so strong and working out that she's overcome all of that. She also was Back in the day to support her children, she was hitchhiking an hour each way to work from in Bridgeport, and she had a rough life. So this woman, man, I felt so blessed to have met her because she is just such a cool. I mean, I've met her before, but we were actually like talking, talking last night and just cool lady. And you would never know if you put us in a lineup. Wonder what she'd say about you. Wonder what it's like to sit down and me. I was beautiful and yeah. I was very young. No, I didn't ask for compliments. I don't fish them out. Thirst, thirst trap. Oh you my were, god! You were beautiful because you were at the alone. You already walk in. It's like going to Walmart. You walk oh, in. You walk out of Walmart, the hottest chick. It's with a group of people. <laughs> Look at you, so dumbfounded by my words. Yes. I'm, I'm just trying to keep it interesting and I'm the devil's advocate. I'm just and you weren't guys. there, devil. So you didn't know. No, we you will so never see people. me in that dive of a fucking shithole. I don't even care what kind of place it is. We had the best time. I my face hurt so much from smiling all night. So what was the name of the band? Called, they're called the Bernadettes. And shout out to them because first of all, the gentleman, the one of the leads, the Bonita is the um, the lead singer, and she is incredible. Her voice is, I mean, she could do everything from Shaka Khan to Whitney Houston. This chick is 
amazing. And the gentleman is six foot eight, stands up, and he can do higher than Steve Perry. He can do um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. He has, you would look at him and you would say, how is this man coming out with this high range voice when he is that large? It's amazing. They are the most talented, the keyboard player, the the bassist, the guitar. Every band band you just named made every single person under the age of 50 turn off the (laughs) show. Nobody knows who you're talking about. You're, You're mentioning Shaka Khan like she's somebody that everybody should know. Shaka Khan. I name name three songs by Shaka Khan. Ain't nobody. Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. Shaka. All, all that makes me want to do is go roller skating. I know. <laughs> and um, um, I'm every woman. That was her song first before Whitney did it. Oh, great, great. Will I keep going? No. Okay. Get off this damn kick of old people at a bar drinking to. Oh, it was fun. And that's all that matters. Yeah. I used to go there a lot. Used to. Then the truck stop screwed it all up. It's a bunch of dirty truckers. No, not drinking. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into um my book since my book is out now. My my book. Finally. Yeah, my book is available in ebook only right now. Why? Because with Amazon, and we're gonna talk about some of this stuff. When when you're dealing with Amazon as a publisher on the publishing side, Venom Studios Media, which produces this show, also produces my books. And when you're dealing with them, you have to, you got to remember when I send this file in, they got to print the book and all that stuff. When it's sent in as an ebook, it's just a digital file. So that's automatically, once it's accepted, the ebook goes right up and could be for sale. But the physical books have to go to a printer, be printed up. You got soft cover, you got hard cover, you know, and it it takes time. So it technically doesn't go on sale till Thursday, which is November 9th, I believe. Thursday, mm-hmm. November 9th is the release date. So and if anybody wants copies, they could write in and there's copies available. I could autograph and sign and mail to people. But I wanted to talk about stuff like behind the scenes from book writing. So it's. Obviously, it's called when your ego when your ego throws a pity party, go alone. One man's view of life, love and loss. So deep, but it's a trauma based book and it's tramedy. So. Behind the scenes. I'm going to talk about. The first thing is, no, you can't get a free copy, not you, everybody, everybody. And it's one of the biggest things of being an author. Nobody, all my friends that own bars don't let me drink for free. All my friends that own restaurants don't let me eat for free. You know, this is, people think that these books just get printed and they end up in my doorstep. They, they're costly. Do I pay you less? Yes, I pay less, but I'm going to talk about the money part. I'll go right into it now, the breakdown the cost between writing a book, producing a book, publishing it, and what I need to balance out in the Amazon formats and stuff. So I have to, you got my hours that I put in. I don't keep track of them, but it's hours and hours of being alone by myself and writing the story. So it's my hours, my story, 
my edits, my rewrites, I have to lay it out for four different formats because you got ebook is a different format than the soft cover version. The soft cover version is different than the hardcover version just by size layout to make sure everything's printed properly. And then the Barnes and Noble version is completely different from the Amazon version. Oh, geez. So four different times I have to lay it out and set it and stuff. And there's formulas for it and stuff. Once you know it, then there's the four different restructures for the four formats. This doesn't even count audio yet. The marketing. Then I have to pay for the copies. So the ebooks on sale for $5.99. To give you an idea, I make about $3 out of that $5.99. Okay, I make about three bucks. The physical book is $12.99 for the soft cover. I make about five bucks per book. Ooh. Okay. Because there's a printing cost. Right. Of course. Into that. And Amazon, yes, they it's a nice platform, but they provide the pictures, they pr provide the sales stream. Right. I don't physically have to have my garage filled with copies of books like they used to be back in the eighties for people like myself. And then the hardcover is $19.99 and I only make $4 off of that. Why do you make less off of a hardcover than you do a softcover? Because it's more expensive to produce ah. the hardcover and I could, I can't overprice it. I could set the price. I set the prices. Right. But if I'm selling it for $24.99, nobody's going to buy it. Right. And most people don't buy the hardcover. Truthfully, I produce this is the first hardcover book I've ever produced. Most people buy the soft cover and the ebook, maybe combined or something like that, the audio book and the ebook, stuff like that. But the hardcover is for me personally to put on my shelf. Right. So I could have a little pride in myself. But so between all that stuff I just mentioned, I estimate. I need to make $10,000 just to break even because there's marketing too that goes into, I got to pay, I got to pay for Amazon ads, pay for um, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Twitter ads, all that stuff adds up. So just to break even, I have to make $10,000, which wow. means, which means I would have to sell about 3,500 copies of different, all the, all the different formats. And it is possible. It is possible. It's all about word of mouth. And that's just a break even though. That's just a break even. So there's not a, people think the minute you write a book, oh, you're going to be a millionaire. Oh, you're the next Stephen King. Oh, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. Doesn't work like that. The, I've got 17 books out now. And it, I'm not going to say how much because the IRS is probably listening, but and they're where I pay taxes on everything, but I, I've made enough to be considered. Let's consider it, it would be like you having a part-time job. Okay. You know, so let's say under 20 grand a year, you know, but doing something I love. Right. It's like a hobby you get paid to do. Right. At that point. But there's, I've got bigger dreams than that. So, you know, it's nice to get off. It's nice to finish. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I'm so used to waking up and writing that book that I opened it up and wanted to add to it because new no. thoughts had entered into my brain and I can't. No. Yeah, I, can change, 
I could change it after Thursday. I could redo it and stuff, but oh, stop. You'll never get done. Right. That's the problem. Once you type the end, you just got to live with it. Just live with it. It's a bunch of bullshit. Close the book. Yeah. But the next ones I'm going to, you know, first of all, a lot of people ask what they could do. Obviously, I have a lot of connections on Instagram and Facebook. If everybody just bought one copy, I'd be fine. Okay. That's great. But that's that's not how the world works. Most of these people are authors. If I had to buy one copy of every author I know, I'd have, I'd have a room full of books that I've never read. I do try to read their eBooks. I'll buy an eBook for a dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine, whatever, and <laughs> go from there. But <clears throat> not a big fan of the eBook anyway. I like the physical copy in my hand. But what people could do most is it's word of mouth. It's yeah. when I share a meme or something like I have, just reshare it. When you do buy the book, review it because reviews are huge on Amazon. In order, I need 50 reviews of this book just so I could get underneath the Britney Spears book, for instance. If I have 50 reviews on my book, I qualify on Amazon to be on that thing that says, other customers were also interested in this. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. when you click on the Britney Spears book, which everybody's buying, which is, it's a good book. If you click on the Britney Spears, my book might appear underneath it. Right. And that's where right. my sales come from and stuff. So, oh, so everybody review, review Fred's book. Yeah. Review it. Buy it review it. And I've, got, and I've got several new ones on the way and not on the way. I mean, I just started writing a few of them, but I'm going back to fiction. Finally. So tired of telling oh. my fucking story. And we're tired <laughs> of hearing it. No, just kidding. So fucking boring after a while because, and that's not a great marketing plan for selling the book, but what I mean by boring you're is reliving, you're reliving your traumas. Your I'll relive your- it and rewrite it a hundred fucking times. Yeah, I've read the book a hundred times. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up already. Okay, we get it. You got some trauma. <laughs> I just think of that with you too. Just shut the fuck up already. Well, there's a mute button. There's a mute button. But I started writing the crucifixation. Okay. Which is. Uh, oh, I saw that on, on the internet. I saw you uh, posted that, that. That's an underground female cult that aims to eliminate the male species in Union, Connecticut a reverse cult it's fun finally get to kill people again oh thank god thank god kill 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 and then i got next door strangers which is something i've been working on for a few years now i just couldn't tie it is it a love story not necessarily um next door strangers is a story of a new cul-de-sac in a new development yeah where four family four new families move in and slowly learn how the other's past lives have affected their lives. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's cool. And then I got two new kids books coming out. Book oh, more left lazy. Yep. Book five of left. Eye lazy. The adventures of left. Eye lazy. All four are available in a, you could buy all four in a nice box set right now. And then I'm writing a new little kids book because I like to write little kids books, little, I could do it in a day a little kid's book. It's just a rhyming type thing. But whenever one of my friends has a baby or has a daughter that's interested in reading, I'll write a book about them. 
and turn them into a squirrel or something like that. Aww, fucking kids. Cute. Yeah, it's real cute. Fucking kids. Okay. So, Fred, now that we've talked all about you. <sighs> sucks. Are we done? Do Is there anything else we need to discuss? What do you want to discuss? I don't. I don't I'm... We could discuss how people could write into the show at the Hen House podcast yeah. at Outlook.com so we can get our letters. Gathered. Our Hen House forum going again. That's right. We know Miss Mel loves that. I yeah, love Mel it. Mel likes it. We'll try to do it every three or four weeks. Yeah. We have a show dedicated to it. I love hearing from our listeners because you guys, you're what makes us. Yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. But we also same thing goes for a podcast as it goes for the books. That's exactly how you could support Mel and I on the podcast is simply by sharing it, mentioning it to a friend, um, sharing it with other people. It doesn't cost anything. Subscribing to our YouTube page is greatly appreciated because I need that works very much like book sales. We need to hit a certain First of all, in order to monetize, which is to make money, in case you didn't understand the word monetize, Mel, in order to monetize, you have to have 10,000 listening hours and I believe at least a thousand subscribers in order to make any money. And then it's very little at a time, but just like the books, it's all a, a time thing. And that's what friends could do to support us. And we both have enough friends between us. Absolutely. So friends, please share. So today, enough plugging, enough merch, enough talking about that stuff. What else is good? I don't know. I don't know what to talk about if we can't talk about sex. That's what I'm good at. That's what I know best. Oh, yeah. You know it best. Oh, I'm a pro. Okay. I know this body. I mean, look at these nipples alone. Okay. We're not crossing this line again. No. Nipples. Everybody has nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? No. Meet oh the parents. God. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I got um, nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Okay. You ever get, this isn't sexual, but. Have you ever, I guess it's a little, maybe easier for a woman, but not. You ever like get your nipple caught on something? <laughs> what I mean is like, so a guy sometimes like, whether it's lifting a box or something heavy, sometimes it, it tweaks the nipple a little. It hurts so much. Oh, it's so painful. Little nipple tweak. A baby, pal. Try feeding a baby. Try what? Feeding a baby. Why? Is that hurt? Is it painful? It can be. With teeth. <laughs> not, not even. It can be. Why? Were you, you were a breastfeeder? Only for that long. Yeah. Was it? It's just not easy, is it? For time and all that? Um, It can be difficult. Yeah. But it just, it, it depends on. It depends on if you can produce. Did you ever use one of them pumps? Yes. It does it. What's that like? Horrible. Yeah. Too much suction. It it, to me, it was the whole breastfeeding experience was not pleasant at all. I had a lot of issues, so that didn't work for me. But other women, they they'll do it till their kids three. So on that subject, I have no problem like with the public 
breastfeeding and stuff directly. But I get it why people do have a problem with it. And this is personal, I I would assume, because it's just me. How I, I just don't know where to look. Like, say it's on a park bench and I'm sitting on that park bench. I get the whole thing. I understand the need for it. I understand the value of it, all that stuff and all that. And of course, done privately with one of those coveralls or whatever. I just don't know where to look. <laughs> I don't know where to divert my attention once that's going on. Cause in my mind, I'm trying to, instead of say, okay, that's okay. I want to, I want to sneak a peek. I, I do feel like, okay. So this has been a topic for so many years now where it is a little more socially acceptable to breastfeed in public. Um, but I still think you should throw a blanket over you or over the baby. Oh, yeah, that's a, of course. Yeah, you got to we'll sit there and just and start feeding. And it's like, if, I mean, I'm a woman and sometimes I'm like, um, what are you doing here? Because, yeah. you know, there's a time and a place and and. Uh, you know, for me, I I don't necessarily feel comfortable with somebody doing that either. It's a beautiful thing. It works. We're feeding our babies. It's 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 natural. But none of it causes any harm to me or anything. It's yeah. an it's just an, a discomfort level. Yeah, yeah. Discomfort. I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, oh, you're busy. Uh, oh, or do we continue oh, oh. to are we able to continue the conversation while the kid's suckling or, you know. It's, yeah, it's remember, kind of it is not a sexual thing. It is she is feeding her child as a mother and it's there. You can't, you know, you know what my girlfriend does to me right now? You tell she makes fun of me for using the word launder. You launder your laundry. Yeah. Well, she had asked what I was doing and I said, I just laundered my sheets and stuff. And <laughs> she she really gets off on you know, picking on me for the oh, your words. Oh my God. It, yeah. Using words like that. Well, how else would you say, well, what a guy I just well, wash the sheets. Yeah. So I guess that's more typical than launder. Oh, you think I laundered the sheets. It does sound a little, yeah, like, a little like you're uppity. Yeah. You laundered your sheets. Why did you send them out and have them laundered? No, but I, I've been studying how to fold a box the you know the 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 box spring mat um sheet how you mean the fitted sheet yeah the fitted sheet how to fold it yeah it's impossible it's not it's meant. not there is a way no yeah there is there is a the, 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 those sheets were made to torture humans <laughs> what's even worse is our beds clean but what i hate is when i'm making my bed i have a so I have a California King, so it's very big. And to get that far corner, because my bed is against two walls on the headrest side and the right side is against a wall. So I have to climb on the bed, hook that corner and hope it doesn't unhook while I'm hooking the others, because otherwise I got to crawl across the bed again and do it. But Okay, I am going to step off camera for a split second and show you. I have created the best tool ever for tucking down your sheets. You ready? Yeah, let's see. Okay. I keep this right here because I use it every day. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah, that's right. That's not what you use that uh, for. Dead serious. It is an old school wood flat spatula. This bitch goes in there. It tucks it down. It's the only thing I can do. And it keeps it in there. I can do it underneath. I can get the corners tucked in like military. You know, the fa- you know, my favorite part about this discussion right now is. Is it's not sexual. Yeah, but I could make it sexual so easily. Of and, course you could. And the edit will. Nobody, no, it won't. Nobody will know what you are talking about, no. but you're just going to be sitting there going, and then you could take it and stick it in and you could. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. No. Enjoyable. No. I no. can't wait no. to edit. Okay, so no. that's going to be it, Mel, because we already did our allotted time. We We made it through most of the show without going too much into relationships going into dating because we don't only want well, to that's talk because about you that. did all the talking this time no just yeah. well we only i always do all the talking i cannot oh, no, stand edgewise i know i can't stand radio silence but there is value in a pause value in a break and stuff and that's part of the reason we didn't talk sex this week not because we don't want to or not because other people are coercing us not to it's just not our it's not like we're just that's all we know or talk about and same thing with relationships it gets tiring for us too to talk about how awesome Remember, i'm gonna say something so rude you What's know why? because sometimes we talk about things that we're really good at that's right some things that I'm good at. right right let's toot our own horns ready come on Woo! I've been tooting my own horn all week. Uh, all right. We, <laughs> none of that. You hear me? That wasn't sexual. Oh, it sure, certainly was. Okay. <laughs> so thanks to everyone who listens. Make sure you go to our YouTube page. Just search the, a dude in the hen house. You could find it easily. The link is in the show notes. Make sure you're following us on social media. You could find that on the screen on and also available in the links below. And don't forget to share with your friends and please subscribe. Help yeah, us share, out. subscribe, subscribe is big right now. I see a lot of people are listening and a lot of people are um, going to the video and the audio. The audio is doing much better than the video and we appreciate it. That's fine. But subscribe, it really costs nothing. All a subscription does is when I upload a video, you'll get a simple ding or a reminder, like a ding. And you can turn that notification off either. You can turn it off. Um, You'll just be notified when something new goes up and it helps us greatly. So that's going to be it. So this is a dude in the hen house. I am the dude Fred Carroll. I'm looking into the camera, talking to you. To you, Mel. You are the hen. If no one has told you they love you today, we love you. And we will be back next week on A Dude in the Hen House. Have a great day. Make sure you send letters in. That's the Hen House Podcast at Outlook.com. Or you can just write to us on social media. I don't care. Links below. Goodbye, everyone. Be good. Do, do, do. Yo, this is really my tool, you know. I swear to God, it works so good. Fred, you got to get one. I knew you were going to start talking and I kept recording so I could, so I could have sound bites. <laughs> 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 <laughs>